Hello, mortals. It's me, Miss Charlie, and I'm here with our very first Curious Kinks episode of season three. Welcome to the Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underage, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. So, for our Curious Kinks episode, we usually find somebody to interview who has very little to no experience with the kink we want to talk about. But today, for this very special episode, um, I wanted to bring somebody in that you all know and love. It's Miss Derby. (laughs) Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. So, um, we had discussed wanting to do this episode together because we both have an odd fascination with our subject today, which is clowns. Yes, we love clowns. We love clowns. And instead of interviewing somebody else who might find this particularly odd or strange, we thought it'd be very fun to do it together. So um, do you want to tell the story of how we first found out we both enjoyed clowns? Um, yes. Okay, so <laughs> I feel like we were best friends for a long time, like a while. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking about like moving in together and and all that and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I think in general, most of the things that you like, I like, whatever. And we like moved in together into this warehouse, like not zoned for living because we were super broke. And we were, like, unpacking all of our stuff. And both you and I had, like, kind of a weird, like, weird life shift. Like, I think your parents were moving, like, like you had everything you'd ever grown up with. Like, they weren't, mm-hmm. you guys were even living in, like, your childhood home. And then my parents were moving to Florida. So I had everything I'd ever grown up with. And we both realized that we both independently had really large clown doll and clown, um, you know, accoutrements, whatever, collections that combined Mm -hmm. was, like, (laughs) like, pretty massive, I felt like, for, like, for, Much larger than anybody else I've ever met, so. Yeah, and we just. that was unique. Yes, and we were like, oh my god, that's so funny, like, you also have a clown doll collection, and I don't know how we didn't, like, really know, know that about each other. But I don't know. I just think there was just that connection when we both started pulling things out of boxes where we're like, oh, my God. We both like like weird old, especially like old glass clown dolls are probably like the tops. It's not just like a normal clown doll. It's like anything that looks like it could be haunted is like especially sacred, you know. Yes. A collectible item. And then we decided in our weird-ass warehouse to combine our doll collection and convert our bathroom Mm -hmm. into the holding space, and our whole bathroom became clown-themed, complete with shelves along, you know, the very tops of the room so all the clown dolls could sit at the top and look down at you, 
and there was a mirror. There was like a weird curvy mirror in there, and the root, and it was painted red. Oh yeah, and it was painted red. It was really yeah. I forgot about that. Somebody donated like a clown onesie to us because they knew that we liked clowns, and we like nailed it to the wall behind the door. So when you open the door, there was like a full size <laughs> clown outfit, like like somebody was hiding behind the door, and like a tiny hat and. Oh, we had a like a vintage clown light switch cover. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the glittered toilet and glittered counter, which was something you contributed, which I was so grateful for, <laughs> was mi- mixing mass amounts of glitter with bar top and uh, completely coating our our toilet and and our countertop. Yeah, so it was like a a hot mess, but it was it was really fun and most people except for us found it incredibly terrifying and would get drunk at our house and then be like, "I can't go in that room." <laughs> <laughs> I think we uh we enjoyed that aspect of it. We thought it was great. But when we moved in together, we also did talk about how we wanted our house to feel like an art installation and that was probably yes. like the most um curated room. Out of, of the house. It was the only room with a door. So it was technically the yeah. only room. But but yeah. yeah. So that, that that's that's just funny. It's just funny. And my yeah. mom like could not believe it. She was like, I can't believe that someone else also has a clown doll collection and does not think they're weird and gross. And I was like, yeah. That's there she is. Knew. My best friend. That's how we knew. <laughs> that's how we knew we were meant for each other. Well, yep, the, exactly. the best part was... Um, We've been out of that place for a really long time, but I went back with you recently, right? Mm-hmm. It was together that we mm-hmm. went and they that you can't get the bar top off. So now the the business that now owns a space permanently has like a glittered bathroom, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's like our it's our little uh our little little piece of our our whatever, not even childhood, young adulthood left there forever permanently. <laughs> It's so funny. Um, and then, and then for when we had moved to a different place that was like an actual house, mm-hmm. you and I shared a birthday and it was clown themed. Oh my God, you're right. Like you I know that? I I do. I remember it, especially now that we're talking about it, but yeah. I kind of forgot about it up until right now. But yes, oh my God. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, we, we yes, did. We did. And... We required everyone to come as a clown, and we even included like a clownification station at the front door, so any yes. nobody could have an excuse. With yeah. we we had grease paint had- and and fake noses, fake noses, <laughs> yes. And then and then everybody had to give us a clown birthday lap dance. Yes, I mean, I mean, I feel like this episode has been meaning to be made for so long because, I mean, who else would be like, you know, what we're gonna do is like a sexy clown lap dance birthday party extravaganza. Well, us, we did that. And Obviously, we were like in love with that idea because something about the bizarreness and the fact that they don't go together, I think, is what we liked so much. Yes, I agree. I agree. And and that you get to wear puffy costumes and fun <laughs> yeah. makeup and and you just get to be this like weird character. I don't know. It's just funny. It's yeah. so funny. It's so funny. 
Uh, well, I feel like the photos from that birthday party are like great because everybody interpreted clown differently too. So you had everything from like cute clown to like goofy clown. I was more of like a sad French clown. My partner was like a scary clown. Like, oh yeah, that's remember right. that? Uh huh. He was kind of like a like a like a sad Norman Bates clown. Yeah, kind of like a I I'm dressing up as my mother clown <laughs> really weird yes take on that one. Oh my god i haven't looked but, at those pictures in forever i'm gonna have to find yeah those. they're so funny and uh and then most recently we were invited to a halloween wedding mm-hmm. and we decided that we were gonna be matching clowns imagine that twin clowns because you know it'd probably been i don't know like eight years since our clown party yeah i just decided if we were both gonna go to the wedding together we were both traveling and this was just this last october yep and then we showed up as like these matching clowns we were so cute and then we both like collectively won best costume yes we did and just like (laughs) just you know to let everybody know when they tell you it's a costume party, like it's a costume wedding and that the vibe is like upscale, you know, costume, whatever. We were the only people that showed up. I felt like maybe us and maybe like maybe like three other people that showed up that really like we handmade our entire costumes. We did. We like, did. We, of course, we were going to win. But I was also like looking around, like, what is this fucking party center, city, whatever bullshit? Like, let's see some some creativity here. But it was fun. I just think people should settle their costume game. But you know, I mean, that's that's been a complaint we've had our whole lives. Is that at every costume party, somebody says costume party, we're like, oh, okay, costumes, and somebody shows up with like a baseball cap, and they're like, I'm a baseball player. And you're like, go home. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That does not count. Go home. Um, and yeah. then also in um, clown interaction news, t- three years ago, <laughs> yeah. I actually met a girl at a club. I'd worked with her for a long time. And then we were like auditioning together, like randomly at other bars. Mm-hmm. And um, she told me that she was a professional clown when she wasn't a stripper. Oh my gosh. And I oh like, my gosh. I like was freaking out. I was like, you have no idea how much I love clowns. I'm not even like making this shit up. She went to clown school. She had oh my a God. clown car. She had a tiny car and she got hired oh my to God. do parties. <laughs> and she had a whole outfit and everything. And she was like, I don't want any, like people to know about this, which nobody's gonna know who I'm talking about. I would never reveal her name, but she was like, Nobody I don't want anyone to know because like when I'm doing kids' parties and stuff, you know, like I'm totally covered up and like I don't want anyone to recognize me from the clubs and like I like to keep everything separate and I was like yeah I totally right, get that right. but like she showed me some pictures of her as a clown she's like a legitimate clown like she did like balloon animals and tricks and like had a, ca- a tiny car and like clown shoes and like and like goes to clown school clown camp like every year I was freaking out like I was like this is the most amazing thing I've ever <laughs> her like this is and I would not have expected like her out of all the people I've met dancing to be like the secret clown I don't Mm -hmm. know who it would be but it was not her and I just was like because she's she was like a badass like she was like you know she's really nice but she was like you know a little bit of like a badass and I was like wait what you're like a 
like a fun squeaky clown with like fun blue hair or something like she had like you know right. I don't it know. wasn't I like her dancer so name was like Mitzi and she only wore polka dots or something yeah exactly exactly <laughs> it wasn't like there was no hint of clownery like on this woman Ugh. at all and I just was really that's surprised. wonderful yeah I loved it I that's really loved like it. That's like, okay, so when guys, for me, like when I'm dancing and I tell them my other job is a teacher, that look that they give me, like, oh, that's the look I would give her if she was like, I'm a clown. I'd be like, oh, oh my God, you're you're a stripper and a clown. Sure, guys do like that you're a teacher. They're just like, oh, yeah, they teacher. Oh, mm, you gonna you're teach like, me yeah. something? <laughs> you're <like>, sure. <laughs> yep, I work with with elementary school children. Is that hot? Is that hot to you? You like that? You Let's creep. Talk about kids. <laughs> Let's talk about children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love oh. it. Um. That is, I, I feel like we talked about this before, but I'd love to do an episode where I interview, I know like a bunch of people who have worked both in sex work and education. And I think we talked about this a little bit in season one at some point in the beginning, but I'd love to interview some people who have done both because I feel like I've met a lot of people oh, 100%. who have worked in sex work and children's education. So that would be a great episode one day. That would, yeah. Anybody who's listening who's a teacher and a stripper or works in kids' education and is working in sex work, I mean, hit us up. Like, we love to do interviews like that and, like, keep everything anonymous. I mean, change your voice, Mm -hmm. whatever you need. But, yeah, that'd be Mm -hmm. be awesome. I agree. That'd be a really cool episode. Yeah, I think that'd be so fun. Um, But getting back... I just wanted to start off this conversation. Obviously, our fetish that we're discussing, if you guys haven't caught on, is clown fetishism, which is also known as calrophilia. And um, I just wanted to say... Wait, how how do you say it? You said calrophilia? It's calrophilia, which is like not a okay. very satisfying word to say. I want it to be like clownrophilia. It's like C O U L R O. Calro. Oh, weird. I don't know. Yeah. Calrophilia or calrophobia, which I feel like more people have. Um I was going to say, where do you think your your love of clowns comes from? Like, why do you find clowns so interesting? I mean, I think that I've always loved a good costume. So mm-hmm. I think that in mm-hmm. general, anything that can be, like, dramatic and over the top, I'm generally attracted to it. So I think that, like, clowns, when you look at all the pictures through, like, I don't know, different eras or whatever. They just have really interesting costumes that generally also look comfortable, but they're like flouncy and puffy and like they're all very different and they're glittery. And I think that there's something that's like really ridiculous about like everything, the whole thing. I don't necessarily even think clowns are funny. Like I when I go to see like a circus show, I don't think the clowns are ever funny. I'm usually like, oh, this is getting loser. But I mean like but I like but I like the idea and like the aesthetic of the clown. I just want like I don't but I don't want it to like honk its nose and like I don't know. There's like there's something about certain type like I don't know. I like I like I'll mm-hmm. watch a clown, but I don't necessarily like think that I think like the act of being a clown is what is attractive to me. 
I think that it's like the costume and like the makeup and that they make like a whole personality. And then the more that I learn about like professional clowning or whatever, the more mm-hmm. I just think it's just like so silly and just I think the fact that it's so silly is like what I like about it and then also like who is making all of these porcelain clown dolls who is buying them new and then like who are the people that are like donating them and they always look so sad when we go to like the Goodwill or whatever and they're sitting there and they're like ridiculous like satin outfit with like this like I don't know. I always I always think that they look, like, sad and they need, like, a good home. And so I, like, I have to buy them yeah. for, like, $2 and put them on my shelf. So I don't know. Uh-huh. I just <laughs> I just think that I just like all of that. I also do like dolls. I, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, like, a weird thing to say, like, as an adult woman because I don't have dolls in my house, really. Um and I'm not like, oh, welcome to my room. And here's just like a bunch of, like, I'm not a stuffed animals person. Like, I don't know. And I do have porcelain dolls in storage that I do like. But like, I think dolls in general are just, I've always liked them as a kid, but I never played with them. I always just wanted to like have them. And I always mm-hmm. liked the doll shop that um, was downtown when I was growing up. My mom and I would go and they just had like all of these Again, these, like, ridiculous satin, costumed, porcelain things that, like, someone, I mean, a lot of, like, I mean, historically, I don't know how much of it's handmade anymore, but, like, you know, people spend all this time, like, hand-making these things and creating these dolls and these characters. I don't know. I guess I always just really liked that whole process, uh, the idea of that process, and then, like... I don't know. It's just, I I guess I'm not hundred percent sure. I think that's like, yeah, probably started with dolls. Then it, then there are clown dolls, which I like. And then it was like the idea of dressing up as a clown is also very, very, very funny. And I think because other people really don't like them. And I think Mm -hmm. that's very silly because I don't think that clowns are scary. And I think that people are just like, oh, clowns. I think they just say that because everybody says that. It's like a thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like a thing. I think it's more funny that my thing is that I want to cover, like, well, our thing is to cover an entire bathroom or room or whatever into a clown room. And I love a good theme. I mean, clowns, circuses, it's just a good theme. Yeah, it's it's a great theme. It's great. And I I don't know, but I do like the Colorful. Yes, sparkly, puffy. Yeah. Stripey. Stripey, exactly. And, like, as I've learned more about clowns, I really like – that era of clowns like I love the French clowns that you've like shown me too and I really like the era of clowns where like the clowns are wearing a ridiculous outfit and like looking sad mm-hmm. I think that's also very funny and like very silly and I don't know why I just I I do like that I think that's I think it's like funny. the hobo and clown yes like what I don't know it's 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 just it's crazy and then and then you know we also are into both of us are into like true crime and you know, John yeah. and Gacy. Oh, we'll we'll get stuff. into that. We'll get oh, okay. into that for sure. No, we'll get into that. Um, no, I. I mean, jeez, I totally agree with everything <laughs> you just said. <laughs> that is like why I love clowns. A because they're ridiculous. B because people don't like them. It makes me like them more because I'm like, why don't you like this? The fact that it's so like uh, so offensive to people, and I find it so silly, makes me like them even more. 
And then also I love costumes and I love silly costumes. I love big over the top costumes like the puffier, the fluffier, the glitterier, the stripier, the better. And so I feel like clowns just like play into that so much. And like, I guess I agree with you. And we'll talk about this a little bit more as far as like the performance of a clown versus the aesthetic of a clown. Like, I don't know if I like want to go see a clown in person as much as I want like a clown painting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or like I would rather go to a clown party than pay to watch yes. a clown performance. Like yeah, I don't necessarily like, have the desire yeah, to be around yeah. a bunch of clowns. I just want to like it, yes, maybe, yes. unless those are all my friends and they're at my house and like they're wearing <laughs> costumes. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I like, no, but I know what you mean. Like, but there's there's something about like a professional clown that is cool. But I I think that, yeah, like I think there's something more about the like the aesthetic. Like mm-hmm. I love a clown doll. I love yeah. a clown painting. Like those clown paintings that are like on the black velvet. Mm, oh my gosh. Yeah, those are They're weird, like, yeah. and they're, oh, you know what else it is? I like how kitschy it is. Like it's kind yes. of like low brow and it's like making it like feel like it's important when it's like kind of considered like, oh, this is stupid and like kitschy and like low brow art. And you're like, but I, it's, but I love it. And it's yeah. so beautiful. Like if you And had- it's just like a crying, a crying hobo clown man like painted on velvet. <laughs> But it's like it's almost like you want like a like I don't I don't know like not impressionistic but like a really good like um fuck what is that I did go to art school but what is that uh version like you know the girl who's on like the swing is all the flowers what is that era of art oh like rococo there we go thank you like a rococo painting of like clown oh my clown. god yeah. like beautifully <laughs> rendered like <Yes>. artistic. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's yes. just like wistful and sad, like in the like in a the Caravaggio garden. clown. Yes, there we go, there we go, exactly. <laughs> like that's yeah, and you're just like it's a painting by a master, or whatever. They're like, yeah, but the subject is like a clown. You're like, I know, I love a clown. It. <laughs> it's perfect. It's like picking a flower in a garden, and he's just like painted with a permanent smiley face on. So funny. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I do think uh, that people who great. dedicate their lives to being clowns are very mm-hmm. strange and generally not the type of people that I like which I also think is why I don't want to be around professional clowns that much because I think about like kids who major in drama and like generally those people are sometimes also the people who want to be like clowns and I'm all about like yeah circus shit like I love it you and I have like performed at renaissance fairs like doing fire spinning and belly dancing and like whatever and I'm about yeah. it. But you know, like, when we would go and we would, like, look at people and we're like, oh, those people are, like, really dedicated <laughs> to, like, this <laughs> renaissance thing. Like, I like to visit, but I don't want to immerse myself into, like, the dark ages or or medieval times. Yeah. But there are some people yeah. that do. And I feel like that's the difference between, like, loving a clown aesthetic, loving, like, art with clowns or a movie, a movie maybe that has a funny clown in it or, like, whatever. But that versus, like wanting to be around or wanting to be like a professional clown like mm-hmm. I think that that's like did you know that they like trademark their face paint I was gonna tell you yes. oh, yes. sorry. Yes. Okay, sorry. I'm no, sorry okay sorry no 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 you tell me it's all good yeah no I know that they trademark their face paint um they used to they have like you know about clown eggs no 
oh my gosh. Okay. So clown eggs is like this weird thing. It's like a collection of eggs and it's like when you would like have your official like trademarked face, uh-huh. you would paint your face onto an egg <laughs> and then you'd like keep it with like a collection so people could like have access to this collection of eggs and they could see like all the previous clown faces that were like trademarked. God, of and course. So there's like of a course museum. It, of course. There's a museum of clown eggs <laughs> that are just like eggs from like, you know, from like the last whatever, like hundred years or so of like, and they're all like beautifully rendered clown makeup faces. Uh, of course. Is they, that not the most amazing they thing pick ever? Eggs. It's so ridiculous. They pick eggs. Oh well, my because gosh. they have to just be clowns because that's Well, that's eggs are already it. white. So they don't have to paint the white makeup on something else. No, I, yeah. yeah, and it's so silly. That's so funny. I wonder if like when a clown dies or like passes on their clown makeup, if they like squish the egg. No, I think that's when I, – I don't know if they memorialize it once the clown dies. Like they gild or, it? But, like they gild the egg? No, they, they like – they memorialize it by like making the egg. Oh. Like when so he dies. Egg I don't like, know. The I, egg I, is I, like a clown death mask? Like is that <laughs> – Yeah. Okay, I watched, I watched a horror movie about a clown and like how they had to – like the clown was like immortal. Like his ghost came back and killed people. And the way they had to finally kill him was go find his clown egg and smash it. That is very funny. I want to watch that movie. I also can yeah, you imagine the, the ceremony. Like they bring in the egg like on like a polka dot <laughs> pillow with like a ruffle and they're just like, <laughs> you clown – janky town i don't know whatever their name would be (laughs) you are now memorialized on your clown egg and they put it on like a shelf of like Uh, like i imagine like a hogwarts library of like little clown faces but how many types of clown makeup could there really be i always thought that was interesting if they're going to like like um trademark it like how many ways can you do clown makeup especially if it's spanning like maybe a hundred years That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I, I actually, like, I didn't do straight-up research on the clown eggs. I've just, like, known about it over time. So, like, I don't have, like, exact numbers and, like, stuff to pull. But I do know that, like, most of the clown eggs today resi- um, um, reside in, like, one place. I think it's the clown church. It's, like, a church that they've converted into, like, a clown museum. And I think... Most of the eggs now live there. Um, yeah. It said it's a clown egg registry, a compendium of hundreds of eggs housed inside the London Clowns Gallery Museum in the mm. United Kingdom. Oh, there you go. Oh, my God. We have to go. Yeah, we have to go. Oh, my goodness. All right. So <laughs> let me get us back on track because I feel like we could just talk about clowns Back forever. to clown dicks. <laughs> Back to clown dicks. Yes. Well, first I was going to say, so obviously we appreciate clowns, but a lot of people have a fear of clowns. And so I wanted to look into like why so many people are afraid of them before Mm. we like jump into like why people have a fetish over them. So um, in the Encyclopedia Britannica, they said that a lot of it like – has to do with like the fact that like clown makeup is so exaggerated and it kind of hides like 
somebody's true identity hmm. and it like obscures like the features of the face so it's like not only can you not tell who it is but like the mouth is drawn on really big the eyes are drawn on really big so it kind of like gives your brain like that uncanny valley thing where you're like it looks like a person but it doesn't look like a person like I'm not quite sure like how comfortable I feel with this thing that's kind of like teetering between like human and cartoon Mm. and then also the fact that like the emotions are like painted on right so like you could have a clown that's like frowning and crying but it has a painted smile or vice versa like it has a painted frown but it's smiling and so like that inverse of like emotion which makes it even like harder to read Mm. um it's like it's like part of like yeah it's like part of like the uncanny valley which is like The uncanny valley is like this valley that they describe within like a human's recognition of something else, like whether it looks like human, like how do I say this, like human or not human, like, like, okay, when you look at a doll, if it's cartoony enough, you feel comfortable with it because it doesn't look enough like a person for you to be like, wait, is that alive or not? Mm -hmm. You know, like if it's cartoony enough, we just are like, oh, it's a toy. But then when we look at like some robots like in movies, it's kind of freaky like our brain sometimes registers it as like unsettling because it doesn't look quite cartoony but it's not quite realistic enough for us to accept it and so when it kind of hits that in between where we're like is it alive is it fake is it mechanical is it like sentient that's when like our brains just naturally um get like weirded out it's why there's like Um, Like some CGI is like kind of weird for us and like others that is more cartoony is more acceptable. Um, But clowns kind of fall into that category where sometimes they're just like right outside that range of like, like recognizability that like our brains can sometimes like feel discomfort. Hmm. Um, And then so there's like all of those things already. And, like, then, like, everything else about them is, like, turned up to 100, right? Like, the size and, like, the proportion of all the makeup and then, like, all the colorful costumes and, like, how big and bizarre they are. And there's, like, usually, like, a lot of patterns and a lot of prints and a lot of, like, everything going on at once. So there's, like, already, like, an overwhelm. And then it's, like, that combined with negative portrayals in the media, you know, that kind of like fed us this idea of like scary clowns, killer clowns, like all of those kind of things combined have created, this is what like the Encyclopedia Britannica says, is like it, it's like kind of what created that fear that so many people, where they don't necessarily have like uh, a phobia, but a lot of people feel discomfort around clowns because of all those things combined like with pop culture. Hmm. You know, and like that that uh, portrayal of like the killer clown. Um, and you you mentioned this already, but one of the big ones was John Wayne Gacy. So like in the 1970s, there was a serial killer, John Wayne Gacy, who performed as Pogo the Clown at charity events and children's parties and really like solidified the idea of an evil clown because he would murder the young boys. And so... There was pictures of him as the clown. And then once he went to jail, he'd also like paint himself all the time mm-hmm. as the clown. And so I think people like started like really connecting like that idea of fear with clowns and like 
this is something that's supposed to be like innocent and playful, but you can't really read their emotion and they're around a lot of children and they're like in all these social events and they're kind of seen as like these innocent characters. You know, sometimes we kind of dehumanize them and turn them into more of like a cartoon, but like the idea that they could have like all these sadistic intentions that are hidden. Um, that was like one of the big things that like really pushed the the fear into like the mainstream media and then the it movie by Stephen King the original one because that was like the first time a clown had been portrayed in that way especially it was a mini series so it was just like on television so you could just like Hmm. I don't think I knew that about the original it yeah yeah so you could just like it was a you could just find it on tv it was being played and so it was just it wasn't like something you had to like go out seeking this film to watch it. Like you could just stumble upon it. And it was like a clown who was this like evil creature, but presented as a clown to like get to children. Mm. Interesting, right? That is interesting. I didn't realize like how big of an impact the It movies had, but I was like watching this little documentary how even having that like much violence with children in a miniseries was like quite new um, for the time. And that was already kind of like they were worried about like how far they could push it. You know, because he like murders them. Yeah. He like murders children and like eats them. And it's like pretty violent. I wonder, did Stephen King come before John Wayne Gacy or after? After, right? I think so. I think the books, I think the book was in, like inspired by the the idea. Now, okay. I'm, I'm not quoting that, but I, I believe it is. I believe yeah. that the book came out after John Wayne Gacy and there was like parts of like the Gacy story that like inspired this concept of like the clown being able to access children. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. Interesting. Um... The Smithsonian Magazine, though, this was, I thought this was also interesting. It says that the fear of clowns has been in, like, our social consciousness for longer because, like, the first modern clown who, like, kind of, like, trademarked the look of, like, kind of what we think of a clown as, like, the white makeup with, like, the highlights of color was mm-hmm. back in the late 1700s, early 1800s, and his name was... Grimaldi and after he died there was a memoir written about his life and Charles Dickens actually helped like edit the memoir Mm -hmm. and it was it wasn't that it was scary but it was like his life was super depressing and sad and like his son died of alcoholism and he had like all these like injuries from clowning and it was kind of like every time he took a tumble for the audience he was actually like actively injuring himself and it was like the first time that like the audience got to like peek behind the curtain and see like oh this man who's so like childish and fun and has like a painted smile on his face is actually like secretly like suffering like emotionally and physically you know and is like has like all this depression and loss and pain and torment in his life but we only ever saw like this side of him and like kind of like the first time the audience could like see like oh 
we're only seeing the comedian, but there's actually like this whole life that we don't know about. Mm. So, all right, and I have one more that I think is also interesting. And then in 1936, there was a French clown who like did like a pero, and his name was uh, Jean Gaspard Deborah. And um, he actually ended up like murdering like a little boy oh. who like was m- mocking him and he like beat him to death with his walking cane. Oh my God. And like according to the Smithsonian, he was, it was said, you know, like the fact that like Grimaldi was like the first mainstream like popular clown in London and then Deborah was like this massive like face of clowning in France and then they both kind of had these moments around the same time where one was revealed to be like like a really sad tragic person in their in their lot in their like personal lives and then the other one was like had committed these terrible acts but because he was like this clown he was kind of like acquitted for the murder Mm -hmm. it was like at the same time like the public was kind of like seeing like oh just because they present as these like playful like characters there's like a whole nother hidden world to clowning what it looks like he also died on stage Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't even see that. That's what it says. It says that, sorry, I had to look up a picture of him. It says that he died at the Theatre de uh, Funambules. I'm not French. Um, yeah, he died, like, after, like, at the end of the show. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I didn't even read that far into the article. I just saw that part, and I was like, ooh, interesting. No, yeah, that's that's like that's crazy. That's so it's so interesting. Yeah, I didn't know it's apparently there's a movie too called Children of Paradise. That apparently oh, is about that was like one of his. Him. Yeah, Children of Paradise. I think yeah, I saw I saw something about that, but I I haven't watched it. But that'd be really interesting. And I was also finding like other articles. Like it was hard to find stuff about how like him killing the boy. Like I only found that in the Smithsonian Magazine or other articles that reference the Smithsonian Magazine. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. Like, it'd be really interesting to see if that part of his life is included in the movie. Yeah, I mean, even... Like, that he murdered somebody. Even in Wikipedia, it has, like, a sentence. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't even talk about yeah. it. Like, it just says that, like, yeah, he hit the kid with his cane and he died. And that was it. Yeah. And you think, like, with such a famous performer, like, the fact that he murdered somebody would be a bigger deal, but... And murdered a child. Um, I guess it was a street and child. And murdered a child. A street boy. Maybe that's why it didn't matter. Probably. But that's still... But, yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. So, um... Well, when we go to Paris, we have to go visit his grave. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll visit the murderous French clown. Yeah. After we watch the movie. Yes, we have to watch the movie, of course. We'll have to watch the movie. And we'll mime. We'll mime the whole way there. <laughs> we'll mime. We'll, we'll act out the scene when we get there. <laughs> Who's playing the street boy? <laughs> <laughs> we'll flip a coin. <laughs> there we go. Love it. Um. So, yeah. So, like, those were the, like, 
I still think personally, I still think it's really like the 1970s that drove it home, right? Mm -hmm. I really feel like Gacy and Stephen King are kind of like the ones that kind of like pushed that fear into like mainstream media. Even if even if there was like this idea that, oh, there's like a hidden life was really like the combination of the two those two things in the 70s that like really pushed the fear. Um, well, which is then like very... Oh, no, continue. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, it just makes sense. Like, the aesthetics of it are just too crazy. Like, it just, like, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it, you would immediately be like, oh, this is, like, I mean, of course, no one's not going to talk about John Wayne Gacy and, like, forget about the clown part. And then I think, too, like, mm-hmm. circus people already have or had, like, a bad reputation coming through towns and, yeah. like, it just being, like, you know, parties and, and uh, and you know, crazy weird freakos type thing nobody wanted them like in their town really like i feel like it just kind of capitalized on even like that beyond that and i feel like i mean do you feel like in your research the majority of clowns were also men yes yeah it's like not i mean even more recently like if you look at like the cast of like the last ringling brothers circus majority are still men I wonder, like, if that also adds to it that it's, like, disturbing or weird. I mean, I think we're moving maybe away from that now, but, you know, 50 years ago, even 20 years ago, like, for a man to be, like, wearing a bunch of makeup and be, like, hanging around children. Mm. But I wonder Mm -hmm. if that just then comes again, like you said, from all the stuff that we know about John Wayne Gacy and then the It movies. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how much of that is, like, the clown or, like, the media you know exposure i think there's also something like unsettling about the fact that there's like a grown adult that we kind of like let pass yeah we don't and we don't know who they are yeah in a lot of ways because they put this makeup on Mm -hmm. i feel like that's scarier like after the fact than in the moment because like in the moment it feels very much like oh we're all playing but then Mm -hmm. after the fact you're like oh like i don't know who that was and i kind of like just like let them like, I kind of gave him, like, uh, benefit of the doubt to do, like, whatever, you know, more or less. Because because they are presenting as this, like, innocent uh, caricature of, like, like, this cartoony person, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I mean, like, you wouldn't think twice about the guy at the mall that's dressed up as Santa that, like, picks your kids up and puts them on his lap. But, like, if some random person did that... Exactly. And then mm-hmm. there was a serial killer. Yeah. Then you'd be like, oh, my God, who's this? Who's the person dressing up as Santa Claus? Like, and all these kids are sitting on his lap and like, what a creep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It is weird. It is weird. Costumes open up a lot of uh, a lot of doors. Next episode, Santa fetish. Okay. Oh, yes. So anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have stories. Okay, Would that yes. be a good Christmas? Oh, my gosh. We do have stories. Would that be such a fun Christmas one was, would be like. Uh, Santa, fa- Santa fetishes. Oh, anyway. 100%. But you have to do it with um, Bianca because she's obsessed with Christmas. Yes, that's so true. Oh my God, that'd be so funny. Yeah. Obviously, Miss Darby and I had much more to talk about with clowns than I originally thought. So we decided to split our clowning episode into two parts. Today, we are ending on this maybe a little sad and spooky note, but tomorrow we'll be picking up with the sexy, sultry, and silly side of clowns. 
So tune in tomorrow to listen to the rest of our episode of Clowning Around. Until next time, stay nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.